0: This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. I don't know if you ever heard the term suasponte, a Latin term. Something that I came across, actually, the name of the chapter in this book, The Wisdom of a Bullfrog, written by Admiral William McRaven. He's the guy that uh, has the book Make Your Bed and sea Stories. Maybe you saw the viral video, I think, that kind of put him on the map there, so to speak. And he was talking about making your bed as a, a first accomplishment in the morning, kind of to set the tone for the rest of the day. Anyway, I picked up this book, The Wisdom of the Bullfrog, the bullfrog is the longest-running Navy SEAL. This guy, forty years, as a Navy SEAL. I've talked about that a little bit on some other podcasts, but today I want to talk about suasponte. It was uh, piqued my interest when I read the chapter here in the book, and got me to thinking about a bunch of other things that I thought I'd talk about here on the podcast. What does it mean exactly? Latin for what? Suasponte. It's Latin for meaning of one's own accord voluntarily, or also initiative, desire. And I believe it's um, Army Rangers, maybe, that their motto is suasponte, that desire, that um, passion. It's what makes men, men. And not that passion and desire don't also have an effect on women. But for the purpose of today, I just want to talk about it. Really for men, men of character, strong men. what makes good men Suespte, the desire to do good. And then really for, for really great men, they strive for what win-win outcomes. good for all, willing to do the tough work, the dirty work to make sure that that happens. And then there's a few really good men that are willing to sacrifice everything. That they'll sacrifice all for the good of all. And to that, we also have a Latin term, always faithful, semper fidelis, the motto of the United States Marine Corps, you might know. Faithful and and aggressive to the good of all and willing to die for it, really. Why do I bring all this up? As I was reading this chapter on sua and I'm thinking about this idea of on your own accord, it really struck me. It really struck me that the, although the, the whole purpose of Marine Corps boot camp and much of the military experience is focused on teamwork, right? The, 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 the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine Corps, there is there is no army of one. It's, it has to, there has to be a level of esprit de corps. The higher the level of esprit de corps, the higher the camaraderie, uh, usually the more effective these, these units are, especially when it comes to combat, Right? tenacity, we would say, that desire, passion. For most of us that joined the Marine Corps, it was only being the best was the only option, no matter how hard it was going to be. We signed up for it, volunteered for it, took on that challenge. And as as I digested all this in my military experience compared to my civilian experience, and make no mistake about it. I don't like to talk about it. But there's a scoundrel or two in the Marine Corps. Would you believe it? Some some real dirtbags, really. Maybe you know one or two yourself. It happens. Uh, but I also noticed that in that same environment produced some of the most incredible men that I've ever met. Real men that knew how to lead men. People like Who? Gunny Lefevre, 1st Sergeant Bratcher, um, uh, Lieutenant Chambers. Uh, um, um, I'm, I'm, I can't even rattle them all off. But these men, um, they exhibited leadership uh, that you just don't see in the civilian counterparts. And it's at such a disparaging level. I mean, you, you read this book. The Wisdom of the Bullfrog, incredible. This admiral, right? I was an E4. I don't know what admiral is. Oh, six maybe? Seven? I don't know. Eight? No, I don't know. A lot higher than me. That's the point. But quite frankly, I could have wrote this book. How is that? Same leadership training. That's how. Same environment, really. But then I look at at a lot of uh civilian counterparts and and I'm not talking about quality of people, intelligence levels, uh or any of that. Just really in the area of leadership, taking the initiative to lead. And I really believe that that we're we're suffering a uh a huge shortage of it right now. For one, it also struck me that not all, but all the good leadership is going in the military. There's there's none none left for for these other areas. And and that's, of course, not completely true. Uh, I have a good friend, for example, uh, owns a company, and uh, I actually worked for him right after I got out of the Marine Corps 30-some years ago. And uh, he's an incredible leader, motivator. Uh, So obviously it's out there. I know that. But my own observation that the – quality of leadership in the military is many, many, many levels ahead of, of the civilian world overall. We are suffering a lack of leadership. And what does that have to do with sua sponte? Well, because people aren't taking the initiative to step up and lead. And it's it's showing. It's showing in our children. It's showing across the board. If that's not enough, The guys like me that get out of the military and want to uh, share some of this leadership, what happens? We get shadow banned, labeled a a threat to our own country after we fought for it, for God's sake. Repeating the history, repeating itself. Our own Bolshevik revolution going on right here in this country. I don't want to get riled up about it. Why, Why are people having such a hard time stepping up? Well, because they're getting fired for being white. Or, or, or not getting promoted because of this racism that's going on. It really is. I'm going to talk uh, about reparations tomorrow and this extinguishing of, of white men in particular, this all-out attack on white men. And, of course, you've got the, the uh, opportunistic politicians that are going to make promises to feed this animal and just make it worse, really. I don't want to get into the politics of it right now. It's not why I brought it up, but I think it would be good if leadership would become popular again, taking charge, taking the lead. I think they they kind of, with this whole woke political correctness, um, everybody's a woman, <laughs> right? It's like oh, uh-huh, uh huh. No, nobody's it's, everybody's a follower. They just they created sheep everywhere. They really did. We finally got a little rain here, by the way. I couldn't have been happier. One-eighth of an inch, the rain gauge. I think it might be the first measurable rain since I put the doggone thing up. I can't believe that's true. Yeah, but it's the first time I've looked at it. We needed rain badly. You want to know the truth? I prayed for rain yesterday, and it came a few hours later. Now, it was already in the forecast, to be fair, but I did pray. And I prayed because the deer are acting very, very funny. I can tell they're, they're hurting for water badly, probably food as well. I'm seeing deer out in, in places and in times that they shouldn't be. And it tells me that there's a problem. And I said, Lord God, please, if not for us, at least uh, for the animals, they're suffering. The birds, I could see it. They're having trouble finding food, everything. Everything gets to be stressed. Then that that smoke came in. And it was like a couple of hours here that it was really bad. And despite that, I see people driving around in their cars with masks on. And if that doesn't illustrate to you everything that I'm talking about with the leadership and sua that the leadership is so poor This, I guess, came out of uh, the the state level, this air quality warning, and they have these air quality indexes and the this rating, and I'm like, wow, this is all very sophisticated. And if the number's over 100, it's all going to be based on science, you see, base it all on science. If that number's over 100, it's masks be gone, masks on, masks be gone. (laughs) Anyway. Oh, by the way, the, the email notification from the acting Pennsylvania Secretary of Health, who I think is a real woman. <laughs> can, you, can you say that? I don't, know, I don't think that's appropriate. That's why I get shadow banned right there, because I say things like that. I'm not allowed to do that anymore. See, I, I grew up in the country when we had this thing called free speech. You were allowed to say things like that. You, you were actually encouraged to speak up and speak freely, not like today. Not like today where you've got sheeple driving around in their cars with the windows up wearing a damn mask when there's no smoke in the air, which is my point. Oh, so the email notification from, from the acting health secretary, I got secret, I got uh, distracted by the gender issue. I got confused. Maybe I've got a little gender. I'm developing gender dysphoria myself. Like, I don't know what's what anymore. Anyway, she, her, him, it, they sends out an email and you know what it said? It says those regular masks are good for things like sawdust, but they won't block smoke. Huh. Interesting, don't you think? All those people wearing those masks for COVID. Oh, yeah, masks work, they say. Huh, but not for smoke. I guess, what does that mean? That the virus is a bigger particle than smoke? The smoke you can see, the virus you can't. But somehow the smoke gets through, but the virus can't. Isn't that what they said the science said? What's science? Hilarious when you think about it. And then you see these people wearing their mask in the car because the science says, the government says. There's no leadership. You don't even know if it's a freaking man or a woman. And everybody's bowing down to this. And if all they would do is open their eyes and think for themselves, they'd realize the pure lunacy of the whole thing. Good God. Let me switch to something else. I want to tell you a little heartwarming story. Friday, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and I was taking a moment to observe my morning glory flowers that are coming in. Now, you can laugh if you want, uh, but I like gardening. I really do, especially at this point in my life. Why? Because I like being outside. I like growing things. I like the experience for my daughter, and it's relaxing to me. I I, I say this uh, because it's real. It's like we're living in this alternate universe, this phony world of nonsense and BS, and I can just go back and reconnect by getting my hands dirty and, and getting some sunshine. And I'll tell you, and, and I think um, uh, uh, Dr. Mercola, would. I know he would agree, he's talked about it, the uh, sunshine, I think, is like the, an essential um, nutrient. Why isn't the FDA talking? They're locking all these kids inside and the sun is damaging. I think it's just the opposite. People are not getting enough sun. The family, we spent the weekend uh, out on our deck again. It was supposed to rain all weekend. It got pushed off till Monday. God willing, I hope we get some more. But in the meantime, he concerned as I am about the watering. Um, we're appreciating being able to spend the time outside. I don't know that we'll ever see another year like this. Boy, no snow, seventy-degree days through the winter. Here we are in June. It's not even hot, really. It's just been beautiful, beautiful. Maybe it'll stay this way. That's a problem for the plants and the in the wildlife. I'll tell you that. In the meantime, we got a nice little harvest coming in. Green peppers coming in nicely. I thought maybe we'd be picking them this weekend, but it looks like they need a little more time. No problem. Cherry tomatoes coming in nicely. Beefsteak tomato plants growing nicely. Tomatoes, uh, they, you know, they've, they've, uh, they're have they forming on there. i got to put some steaks in soon to tie those puppies up. And uh, then I've got a few ghost peppers in. I'd like to do some melon. I don't know what kind yet. Maybe later in the season for maybe around August or something like that. We'll see. But we also planted a few flowers, and i got to tell you, the flowers are really fun, and they really just did it. Actually, it was my daughter's idea. We we have uh, so many different flowering bushes, and I don't really consider myself to be a horticulturist or a flower guy, but I have to tell you, uh, our house they call the Longwood Gardens House, which is really not accurate at all. Longwood Gardens is a famous place down in Chester County below Philadelphia, this huge indoor um, display of all kinds of exotic flowers. It's really amazing. I've actually never been there, only seen photographs. Not really my thing, but I do like having it in the yard. We've got rose bushes and lilac and honeysuckle right now. Beautiful stuff. The uh, daylilies, azaleas, rhododendrons. I don't even know all of it. We like planting the flowers. We planted some other ones up front, I forget, but it's the story of the morning glory that I want to tell you. I get home in the afternoon, and my wife pulls up with my daughter from school. I said, sweetheart, come on out here. I've got something to show you. This is a little miracle. And I'll tell you, um, this is how I prefer to introduce my daughter to God and the Bible. Rather than preaching Now, my wife does reading with her, so that's a separate exercise. You know, kids' Bible stories and so forth. I prefer a more practical app right now. I don't want to get too deep into that. But I said, I want to show you something, Grace. This is truly a miracle that only God could do. It's all I really said. I'm going to let her put the rest of it together. And I'm going to let you put the rest of it together. And you tell me where I'm wrong. Morning Glory you don't know, is a plant that kind of grows like a vine, I guess. And this thing will grow eight to ten feet tall, but it really need, it needs something to climb up. Now you plant the morning glory, and as it's developing, they're about, I don't know, six, eight inches tall, and you've got this wandering head that's formed, right, kind of in a spiral at first. This is going to be the tip of that vine that grows out. You want to protect that. You break that off, you're going to have a problem with the plant. I'm not saying it won't grow back, but it's not going to do real well. So you going to be a little careful with that. Bugs are a big concern. Like most plants, what it will do, the leaves will orient to the sun, as will those budding shoots, just like any other plant will. I guess naturally the chlorophyll in the leaves, uh, it will turn itself. But how does it even do that? The plant doesn't have muscles and tendons and and a brain to process this. Somehow, mechanically, it's doing it or some other way. But we know, and you could reasonably assume, that the chlorophyll in the leaves, which is activated by the sun's light and important to the plant's growth, if it provides energy to the plant, why would we not think that it provides energy to us? Hmm? Well, because the science doesn't say so, maybe nobody's looked into it. Maybe they don't know how to look into it. But either way, there's the plant. Kind of miraculous in its own right, but at least loosely explained by science how the flower can tilt back and forth to the sun. But here's the second part of it. I planted these flowers about eight inches away from the wall. And probably should have planted them a little closer. Lo and behold, as much as that bud orients to the sun, it's growing towards the wall, which is on the other side. So it's growing up in this circular pattern, pushing out one way while facing towards the sun. I said to my daughter, how could the plant possibly know where the wall is? Doesn't have eyes. What are you telling me? That it feels it? How do you explain that? A genuine miracle right there. When you step back and, and get your hands dirty and, and touch the real things and you realize what an incredible world we have, I'll ask you another question. I say it all the time. Do you believe in a creator God? No. You're telling me that that flower, that morning glory, one of how many millions acting in this way that we can't explain, but somehow we know everything. We know nothing. We don't need to know everything. We don't need to know everything at all. But you need to open your eyes and look and think for yourself. You don't want to be the guy driving around in a car with the windows up and your mask on. When there's no smoke in the air. And if you want to keep yourself from becoming a deranged lunatic like that, I recommend gardening. I really do. (laughs) It's worked for me. I don't know if it completely has. People say I'm a little deranged myself. Anyway, I find it to be a beautiful thing. I always have. Since I was a young kid playing in the woods, the creeks and streams in Pennsylvania, I've done some crazy things. Loving every minute of it, and I still do. Praise God. I hope someday my last day will be outside. That's all I ask. Just fall over in the garden, maybe. God willing. We'll see. I don't get to pick that, do I? I want to mention two other things real quick. Like I said, tomorrow I'm coming back. I want to talk about reparations and what's going on. It's going to make your head spin. When you look at the vile corruption going on in this country, the money's already flowing. I got the inside scoop on this. And... um I wish we had so I'll talk about it tomorrow. You want to tune in for that. That's all I'm trying to tell you. Uh, but I also want to take a minute to talk about Ukraine and this uh, Trump indictment situation because I have a lot of people emailing me. And by the way, uh, I've been a little behind on the emails. Thank you. Keep them coming. I always info at ChristopherScottShow.com. You can go to ChristopherScottShow.com and uh, email me from the website also. And uh, I really appreciate it. I always read them, and I uh, appreciate getting them. Uh, It's just been a little hard for me uh, to respond uh, lately because I've been a little busy. But I get back to you, so please keep them coming. I really appreciate it. I always appreciate the content ideas as well. If you find an interesting story, some interesting fact that maybe I couldn't get out of the mainstream media, such as what I'm going to share with you tomorrow on these reparations, I would like to have that kind of detail. And you can help provide it if you have anything. Send it to me, Info at Uh So what's going on in Ukraine? Hmm? Well, they blew the dam. And uh, the scoop right now is that the Western armor that was sent to Ukraine was um, systematically and immediately wiped out by Russia. Not hearing any reports of that, are you? News is broken. Apparently, it's become knowledge now that Ukraine is responsible for the Nord Stream uh, pipeline explosion. I think you're going to find out, likely down the road, that this dam breach is also the responsibility of Ukraine. Why would Russia blow up their own infrastructure? They're capturing the territory. If they were going to blow it up, why wouldn't they have blown it up a long time ago? It's a Zelensky scorched earth policy. What does that tell you um, about the intentions of Zelensky? You know, uh, and and here's where where Bible stories can be helpful for practical wisdom. Have you ever heard the of the wisdom of Solomon? The story of the baby. How's it go? Two women were disputing that over this baby. One, they both said it was their baby. And the the Solomon, the judge, he said, "Well, fine, cut the baby in half." And, And the woman who cried, "No." He knew that that was the rightful mother. She wasn't willing to sacrifice the baby. So what does that tell you in this case? Ukraine, uh, Zelensky willing to torch his own land. It's not his land. How does Zelensky, Jewish Zelensky, become president of Ukraine while he has an allegiance to his homeland in Israel? I never understood that. Never understood that. See, you won't generally find Anabaptists who would hold office like that, ever. You ever seen a Mennonite president? No, you're not going to find that. And so from that lens, I look a little critical of a Jewish guy filling that seat for that reason. Uh, You cannot serve two masters. Yet another little piece of practical wisdom you can find in the Bible you don't have to, you don't have to uh, believe anything. You could read what's in the Bible. You'll find a lot of practical wisdom as much as anything. So what's really going on in Ukraine? <clears throat> as best I can tell, Russia is systematically winning the war. I see this as a bit of a proxy war, this latest development, where if I'm guessing, I don't know, but I'm guessing that it was uh, these Russian hypersonic missiles that wiped out these, this armor uh, that Ukraine was trying to attack with and there's the vulnerability right there right Russia showing your tanks and artillery your Bradley fighting vehicles are worthless over here ah so everybody's saying i've been wondering and i don't know i'm just we're, we're still watching the history will will tell us but i think putin may have been wise not to put his frontline troops out there to use these wagner mercenaries To not show his hand in terms of what they had uh, for military capabilities, to suck the Americans in, which is what they've done, as a testing ground to see what Russia can do. If Russia mows through this, do you understand what that means in terms of the power that Russia will have? I'm guessing a year from now, Ukraine will fall to Russia. Time will tell. It's not a prediction I do not know, but I don't think things are going well for Ukraine. I really don't. And I really feel for the people there. You know the best way we could support the people of Ukraine? Stop encouraging them to fight a war. That would be my advice. On to Trump. People, um, the emails, what do you think of this Trump indictment? Civil war. Uh, Actually, not really hearing that, to tell you the truth. I don't hear um, any violence. I don't think most people care. (laughs) Um, I don't think most people think that this is a, even remotely a credible story. You know, it's you know, it's the classical. Oh, he's going to get indicted. We've been hearing this. Rachel Mancal's been saying this every night for you know five years or whatever now. You know, if Trump goes down, a lot of careers are going to just going to dry up. It's already happening, really. But either way, here he is, this uh, new special counsel. Pitbull, whatever. Uh, I see Trump doing a big fundraising off of this. I don't think most people care. Where do I stand on it? I would say to you that if there was a real threat to Trump being incarcerated, that he would probably leave the country. I mean, he has the means to do it. Why wouldn't he? Uh, would he do that? I don't know. Is he going to go to prison? Um, <laughs> pretty fascinating. Elon Musk tweeted out something to the effect that the bias against Trump is clear and evident and that the the, uh, the CIA's motivations are, are being called into question. They don't care. The lies have been exposed. The world knows of this whole mockery, and they don't care. They continue on with it. And it's one of the reasons why I'm trying to move away from the politics a little bit. We'll talk about the events and the practical a- a- aspects of it. But the politics and the political parties and the liberal and the... Where's the where, what, are you, what are we talking about anymore? What Republican party? What conservatives? What liberal? This isn't liberal. It's full-on fascism. God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. I sure hope to see you there in the meantime. Make it a great day.